Hi there, and welcome to the Electric Vicuna podcast, original audio drama from 12 years of productions. I'm Jack Ward. Welcome back to the show. We had a huge hiatus as we reorganized things here at EVP Productions. So many amazing things happened. Biff Straker and Philippa Graves, more Wavefront shows, everything from fiction writing to action figures. We've had a lot of people write in wondering if we finished our run with EVP Podcast, but that's nowhere near the end. We may need to slow down in a couple of months or so, but for now, still expect us to pick up the pace for our weekly shows every Wednesday. Tonight is a trilogy of shorts from The Deadline. The Deadline was the first of EVP's anthologies, and which could be best described as stories of murder and mystery in the vein of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Tonight's episodes includes Deathbed Confessions, Duel, and I'm home. Enjoy. A deadline. Mind if I lock this door, Doc? Hmm. I mean, I know you close it every session, but I, I just feel especially vulnerable right now. Thanks, I really appreciate it. Okay, let me get comfortable. Because I think I've had a breakthrough. It all started with last session. You were asking me some penetrating questions. Do you remember? I remember. It was to do with my job. First, I told you about working at the reclamation plant. Seven years there. And I just never felt right. No, I haven't quit. I don't think I have to now. I was just so nervous. And I didn't know what I'd do, but... Sorry, I'm... I'm getting ahead of myself. So I left our session last time. I was still mourning my girlfriend. I see that now. I mean, I know we were totally broken up. And I know it's not my fault, and I can take responsibility for the things that aren't my fault now. Thanks to you, Doc. I went home. I I put on some of her favorite chick movies. Why is it that a girlfriend will leave her favorite DVDs, but won't leave her toothbrush? It's like stories are more intimate. What do you think, Doc? Okay, okay. I know the drill. I'm supposed to just talk this out. So I'm watching the cutting edge, and, and trust me, the irony wasn't lost. Maybe that's why I was crying so hard. Hmm. Anyway, I just lay there, holding myself on our foam futon in my piece-of-crap apartment. You know, I've described it before. Whistling kitchen window and the gentle pitter-patter of rodentia across the mactac floors. And it all reminds me of when I'm a kid. That's when I remember what you told me to do. You told me to take a moment and think. That's what I did. I thought. You said last session, and and, and I remember this so clearly. You said, Brian, what is it about your girlfriend, about all women, that reminds you of your dad? (laughs) You're a smart man, Doc. The smartest. I think that's why I came to you in the first place. I remember thinking, if anyone can figure me out, it's Dr. Feynman. That was the first session. I'm, I'm pretty observant. I watch people. Their body language, smiles, the way they talk to people. 
but I could never figure out what my dad thought. I, I never could figure out what he meant when he said things. Ain't that strange? He worked all day at the garage beneath our house. A simple guy, and yet he played his cards close to his chest. Played poker. Maybe, maybe that's how he learned it. You know how to play poker, Doc? No, don't answer that. I know. I'm on a roll. I don't want to stop, and I've only got a couple of minutes before I gotta go. Poker. I never played poker, but my dad, he played it about every Saturday night, right there in the garage, living above it. We heard everything. Above the pits and the grease and the roaring engines that tried to drown out anything. Anything. So I'm thinking about what you said. Because I, I know you do research, piecing stuff together. I'm guessing it was... I'm guessing it was the eyes. Was it the eyes? I mean, that's what I saw you scribbling on your notebook when I talked about my dad's eyes. And so it goes, and so it goes. I remember when I took her to where I worked. It was there. Just like I told you. All there, in the eyes. And I knew. I guess I didn't really know, but I always knew. At the same time, different levels. It's, it's all different levels, you know? It wasn't so much what she said. It was there, in her eyes. Just like Dad. You know, you know that when they found all the girls buried in the garage? Mum and I had already left him. I never saw him after they took him away. The mechanic monster. That's what they dubbed him. Journalists are all in love with alliteration, aren't they? I like puns better. What do you think of blindsided? Like father, like son. But I don't have the hands of my father. He was an artist. They're still trying to match the parts with the owner. Custom jobs, each and every one. I just removed the eyes. But I'm almost there, Doc. Just one more to catch up with his record. Maybe now he'll respect me. Not that anyone knows. Until now. I put them all in the waste pits at work. It doesn't take long for the rot to get rid of them. I keep the eyes, of course. They look different now in jars. You should see. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Bad joke. I hope the ropes weren't too tight. The gag was kind of necessary. I know, I know, your receptionist won't be talking either. I never liked the way she looked at me. Okay, I gotta run. I know this was your last session, and you're about to become famous. I just wish you were still here to appreciate it. It's amazing how much blood you can lose with your eyes removed, isn't it? Oh well... Most of therapy is talking to yourself. Sure, I'll be questioned, but you've got quite the caseload. I don't think anyone else will figure it out. And if they do, I'll keep an eye on them. Thanks, Doc. I'll lock the door on the way out. So late in the day, walk-ins can be so... complicated. I think I'm ready, though, you know. Ready to try again. There's some girl out there. Someone with eyes only for me. See you later.
Confessions star Jack Ward. This Deadline episode was written, directed, and post-produced by Jack J. Ward. Music composed and performed by Sharon B. This episode was recorded at the Sonic Temple in Halifax, Nova Scotia, in association with the Center of Arts and Technology. The Deadline Anthology is an Electric Vicuna production. here, Mr. Mocker. I'm sure he can find his own way up here, Gerald. Smythe is my manservant, Mockery. Mocker, as you well know, Fentmore, is there a reason you asked me out here this early in the morning? I figured we should have a chat. I've got better things to do than get up here for 7 a.m. The fog alone... Is par for the coastline, old sport. Quite invigorating, in fact, don't you think? Uh, Smythe, the box. Yes, sir. What's that? You, Mr. Mocker, have been a very large thorn in my side. A thorn you won't need to worry about shortly, Fentmore. Beginning in... 87 minutes, actually. You think your takeover bid will be successful? I never gamble, Fentmore. Men such as us, Mockery, always roll the dice. It's part of what makes life worth living. There isn't such a thing as men like us. Perhaps not. Thank you, Smythe. Very good, sir. No, there are men who were bred for better things in the world, and there are men who through conniving and trickery reach beyond their station. If by that you mean there are men who are born with a silver ladle in their traps, and others who work hard, I'd have to agree with you. Yes, well, nevertheless, you will not get Shire Industries. My lawyers assure me otherwise. Mr. Mocker, we both have competent lawyers, and they will take their pound of flesh tying us up in knots for as many years as they can. You have a proposal? You could admit defeat. Never. We could continue this legal tango for another five years. I see no other alternative. What if there was? What if there was what? An alternative, Mr. Mocker. A quick resolution to our impasse. I'm listening. In days of yore, men of gentle disposition settled their accounts much differently. If you'll notice... Uh, what are those antiques? I assure you, they work most effectively. You can't be oh, serious. Oh, but I am, Mr. Mocker. These are a pair of dueling pistols. They have been in my family for several generations. Notice the ornate gold trim on the handles. Are they loaded? My manservant will attest that they are in excellent working condition. He had them inspected by the finest and most discreet gunsmith in England. It does well to send some things to be worked on abroad. Surely you're not suggesting... I believe twelve paces will suffice in a foggy morning. Of course, you choose which pistol as the challenged gentleman. This is insane. I, I won't be a party to this. 
course not. Certain sentiments of civility are not the nature of someone of your station. It's murder. I assure you it is not. Mr. Smythe. Sir? What did you see? Well, officer, Mr. Fentmore and Mr. Mocker were admiring the antique pistols when one of them went off. It was a terrible accident, sir. I gladly lay witness to it. It would never work. You seem to make a lot of excuses, Mockery. But then your sort always tends to do so. Out of my sight. It was a fool's errand to think of you as an equal, even to an enterprise such as this. All right. That's the spirit, Mockery. Reach for a higher station. Right, damn you. Show me the guns again. Here you are. And you can trust your butler? Manservant. Smythe has been with my family all his life. There is no one more loyal. Now come back to back and count off as I do. One. Two. Three. three. You know, of course, I am a crack shot with a gun. Six. Seven. seven eight. eight nine, nine. Then you have nothing to chance, do you? Ten. ten. On the twelfth pace, turn and fire. Eleven. Twelve. What are you doing? They're giving you a sporting chance, Mockery. Fire! No, this is crazy. I, I won't. If you don't, I shall. Right now. It didn't work. Of course it didn't. I had Smythe's gunsmith create a very clever kill switch in the design of both guns. Fortunately for me, I know where that is. Goodbye, Mr. Mockery. Don't do it! I gave you a choice. Farewell! Is he dead? It appears not quite yet, sir. Oh, I can see by your shocked look that we've surprised you. Your man, Smythe... Uh, sorry. Gerald here, expressed his job dissatisfaction to me some time back and made a very compelling proposal. You see, he found a way to fix the weapons, to make it look like they'd accidentally backfired. Brilliant, don't you think? There's room for that kind of innovation in my company. If you don't mind, sir, I'll just take the estate promised to me by Master Fentmore for my complicity in the accidental shooting and retire. I'm looking forward to the rest. And I'll take the company. You see, Fentmore, there's one thing that you didn't take into account. New money always pays better than old. Starring Ira Henderson, Daniel Schreiber, and Dorian Lang. Duel was written by Jack J. Ward. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
a deadline. Hi, honey. I'm home. What? Oh. Where? Where's my wife? What are we gonna... She's just gone to pick up a couple of things. What? You know, Harry. Something about eggs and milk. What are you doing here? What are we... Electrical. We're here to check the fuses. Something about the dishwasher and the dryer. What'd you say? I I don't remember. You better sit down. You don't look too well. I... I, Thanks. I... uh, Oh, my... I'm bleeding. Did you fall? I don't remember. I just know I had to go home. Let me get you some water. Shirley was 12 when I first saw her. Shirley? His wife. Um... You want us to call someone? We ow. What Harry means is, you sure you're okay? She was so cute in that tutu, spinning in circles, so dizzy. She knew how to dance. I, I, I never, huh, I never could catch my breath. She'll be home soon. Do you smell that? Someone left the bread out. My father always made bread the same way. We'll, same way. Uh, we'll take care of that. Uh, tell your wife when she gets back. I'm so tired. Do you remember when Shirley left work to stay home? The the rubber works plant came. Her bosses offered her so much money she didn't she didn't want a job. She she didn't want she wanted me. Shirley will be home soon. Just rest. Dance with me, Cheryl. Give it a whirl. You'll always always be my. Finally. What was that all about? Obviously, you didn't hit him hard enough. I broke that rolling pin on his head from the kitchen. I never even noticed him get up and go out of the house. And surely... The broad smothered her with a pillow in her bed. You're sure? Don't start. I'm just saying, you were sure about the old man. What's with you, anyway? What do you mean? I mean, what was that with all that talk? Why not just let me club him again? You caved in his head, Harry. He wasn't going anywhere. The old guy didn't even escape while he could. He walked right back in here. You saw him. And? And, well, he wasn't going anywhere. I figured give the guy one last quiet moment. Dignity. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Dignity. Maybe when it's your turn, someone will give you a little, too. Well, I mean, a lot in this house. Some silverware. TV will get us a couple of bucks. Look at all these pictures. Wasted effort. Hey, what's that you're looking at? Nothing. Just a little girl on a stage in a ballerina costume. In the cast, Miriam Kermy as Dina and John Bell as both Harry and Gary. This Deadline episode was recorded and edited by John Bell courtesy of Bells in the Bat Free. I'm Home was written by Jack J. Ward for the Deadline Anthology. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
And that's this week's return show of the EVP podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Check out on evicuna.com for upcoming shows or subscribe to our flagship show, The Sonic Society, to listen to weekly helpings of brand new audio drama from around the world. Until next time at the EVP podcast, thank you for coming. I'm Jack Ward. Good night. And that's this week's return show of the EVP podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Check out on evicuna.com for upcoming shows or subscribe to our flagship show, The Sonic Society, to listen to weekly helpings of brand new audio drama from around the world. Until next time at the EVP podcast, thank you for coming. I'm Jack Ward. Good night. This has been an Electric Vicuna production.